a Telltale Pod production. Dirty Beasts by Roald Dahl The Scorpion You ought to thank your lucky star that here in England, where you are, you'll never find, or so it's said, a scorpion inside your bed. The scorpion's name is Stingerling, a most repulsive, ugly thing. And I would never recommend that you should treat him as a friend. His scaly skin is black as black, with armour plate upon his back. Observe his scowling, murderous face, his wicked eyes, his lack of grace. Note well his long and crinkly tail, and when it starts to swish and flail, (gasps) oh gosh, watch out, jump back, I say, and run until you're a mile away. That moment when his tail goes swish, he has but one determined wish. He wants to make a sudden jump and sting you hard upon your rump. What is the matter, darling child? Why do you look so tense and wild? Oh, mummy, underneath the sheet, there's something moving on my feet. Some horrid, creepy, crawly thing. Do you think it could be stingling? What nonsense, child. You're teasing me. I'm not. I'm not. It's reached my knee. It's going, going on my thigh. Oh, mummy, catch it quickly. Try. It's on, it's on my bottom now. Anteater. Some wealthy folks from USA who lived near San Francisco Bay possessed an only child called Roy, a plump and unattractive boy, half-baked, half-witted and half-boiled, but worst of all, most dreadfully spoiled. Whatever Roy desired each day, his father brought him right away. Toy motor cars, electric trains, the latest model aeroplanes, a colour television set, a saxophone, a clarinet, expensive teddy bears that talked, and animals that walked and squawked. That house contained sufficient toys to thrill half a million boys, 
As well as this, young Roy would choose two pairs a week of brand new shoes. And now he stood there shouting, What on earth is there I haven't got? How hard to think of something new. The choices are extremely few. Then added, as he scratched his ear, Hold it! I got a good idea. I think the next thing I must get should be a most peculiar pet, the kind that no one else has got. A giant anteater! Why not? As soon as father heard the news, he quickly wrote to all the zoos. Dear sirs, he said, my dear keepers, do any of you have anteaters? They answered by return of mail, our anteaters are not for sale. Undaunted, Roy's fond parent hurled more messages across the world. He said, I'll pay you through the nose if you can get me one of those. At last he found an Indian gent. He lived near Delhi in a tent, who said that he would sacrifice his pet for an enormous price. The price demanded, if you please, was 50,000 gold rupees. The anteater arrived half dead. It looked at Roy and softly said, I'm famished. Do you think you could? Please give me just a little food, a crust of bread, a bit of meat. I haven't had a thing to eat in all the time I was at sea, for nobody looked after me. Roy shouted, No! No bread or meat! Go find some ants! They're what you eat! The starving creature crawled away. It searched the garden night and day. It hunted every inch of ground. But not one single ant it found. Please give me food, the creature cried. Go find an ant, the boy replied. By chance, upon that very day, Roy's father's sister came to stay. A foul old hag of... 83, whose name it seems was Dorothy. She said to Roy, Come, let us sit out in the sun and talk a bit. Roy said, I don't believe you've met my new and most unusual pet. He pointed down among the stones where something lay, all skin and bones. An anteater, he yelled. Don't lie there, yawning. This is my aunt. Come say good morning. Some people in the USA have trouble with the words they say. However hard they try, they can't pronounce a simple word like aunt. Instead of aunt, they call it ant. Instead of can't, they call it can't. Roy yelled, Come here, you so-and-so. My aunt would like to say hello. Slowly, the creature raised its head. Do you mean that's an ant? it said. Of course, said Roy. Aunt Dorothy, this ant is over 83. The creature smiled. Its tummy rumbled. It licked its starving lips and mumbles. A giant ant. By gosh, a winner. 
At last I'll get a decent dinner. No matter if it's eighty-three. If that's an ant, then it's for me. Then, taking very careful aim, it pounced upon the startled dame. It grabbed her firmly by the hair and ate her up right then and there, murmuring as it chewed the feet, the largest ant I'll ever eat. Meanwhile, our hero Roy had sped in terror to the potting shed and tried to make himself obscure behind a pile of horse manure. But Anteater came sneaking in. Already it was much less thin, and said to Roy, "You little squirt, I think I'll have you for dessert." Each Saturday I shout hooray, for that is my pocket money day. Although it's clearly understood, I only get it when I'm good. This week my parents had been told that I had been as good as gold. So after breakfast, fifty p my generous father gave to me. Like lightning down the road I ran until I reached the sweet shop man, and bought the chocolates of my dreams. A great big bag of raspberry creams. There is a special place I know, where quite often I like to go, beyond the wood, behind some rocks, a super place for guzzling chocks. When I arrived, I quickly found a comfy-looking little mound, quite clean and round and earthy brown, just right, I thought, for sitting down. Here I will sit all morning long and eat until my chocks are gone. I sat. I screamed. I jumped a foot. Would you believe that I had put that tender little rump of mine upon a giant porcupine? My backside seemed to catch on fire. A hundred red-hot bits of wire, a hundred prickles sticking in and puncturing my precious skin. I ran for home. I shouted, "Mum, behold the prickles in my bum!" My mum, who always keeps her head, bent down to look, and then she said. I personally am not about to try and pull those prickles out. I think a job like this requires the services of Mister Myers. I shouted, "Not the dentist! No, Mum! Why don't you have a go?" I begged her twice. I begged her thrice, but grown-ups never take advice. She said. A dentist's very strong. He pulls things out the old day long. She drove me quickly into town, and then they turned me upside down upon the awful dentist's chair, while two strong nurses held me there. 
Enter the dreaded Mr. Myers, waving a massive pair of pliers. This is, he cried with obvious glee, a new experience for me. Quite honestly, I can't pretend I've ever pulled things from this end. He started pulling one by one and yelling, My, oh my, oh my, what fun! I shouted, Help! I shouted, Ow! He said, It's nearly over now! For heaven's sake, don't squirm about! Here goes, the last one's coming out. The dentist pulled, and out it came, and then I heard the man exclaim, Now let us talk about the fees. I think that'll be fifty guineas, please. My mother is a gutsy bird, and never one to mince a word. She cried, Oh gosh, that's jolly steep! He answered, no, it's very cheap. Dear woman, can't you see that if it hadn't been for me, this child would go another year with prickles sticking in her ear? So that was that. Oh, what a day. And what a fuss. But by the way, I think I know why porcupines surround themselves with prickly spines. It is to stop some silly clown from squashing them by sitting down. Don't copy me. Don't be a twit. Be sure you look before you sit. Dirty Beasts by Roald Dahl A Telltale Pod Production